you got. You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, we're going to do part two of Dream Interpretation. We started on part one. If you haven't heard that part yet, pop back an episode and catch up. Believe me, the intro won't be as smooth as this one, but that's cool. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy listening to it. And as usual, I'm giving away a free hypnosis guide and a bunch of other cool stuff. Stay tuned. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, my friends? It is David Wright here, the Motor City Hypnotist, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate you being here, whether you're on audio or on Facebook Live. Either way, thank you. With me is Matt Fox and Always Jamie Flanagan today. They're hanging out. Hey. And uh, yeah, we're here live if you're on Facebook and recorded if you're on uh, listening to the podcast somewhere at the uh, Podcast Detroit Taylor Studios temporarily here, the home of the Motor City Hypnotist. That's your headquarters, right? Headquarters, yes. Uh, I don't have a big, like, glass desk or anything. Uh, it's not too fancy, but, you know. Uh, so those on I, Facebook I, Live, I, I have to ask. Though that, yeah. uh, the picture that you have behind you, the uh, three, yes. three, the, the three... The three panels? Yeah, that's actually is that's mesmerizing. I can't stop looking at it. I really can't. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I, my wife picked those out. She got I, I don't know where she got them from, but she goes, oh, these would be great for your office. And I'm like, okay, sure. Um, she, yeah. It's good. She, she speaks your language. I love it. Thank yeah, you. She apparently does. Yeah. Well, she makes things look good around here. So that, that's that's cool. Well, wait. Where is it? Hold on. Oh, good. There we go. You. There we go. That's for her. Yeah. So uh, we are here. Um, let me tell you where you can find me, folks. Uh, my website, MotorCityHypnotist.com. Um, find all cool stuff on the website, podcast, store, all kinds of cool things there. Uh, you can find me on social media, Facebook and YouTube. Both are Motor City Hypnotist. And on Twitter and Instagram, which are both Motor City Hypno, H-Y-P-N-O. And honestly, if you wanted to Snapchat me, you could do that. Although the, the only person I snap with is my son. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I am on there, though. I, I, I'm, I I'm too old for that. that. I, I couldn't tell you what my uh, I, I don't even know what my idea is right offhand. His, uh, his TikTok is the uh, dancing hypno. <laughs> the TikTok. Yeah, I've not that one yet. That would be awesome, though. <laughs> oh, it is. My, my Snapchat's Motor City Hypno. So if you want to catch me there, there you go. There you go, you youngsters. You can catch me on Snapchat. Nope. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good for you. Well, yeah, I, I have a Snapchat. That's that's cool. Yeah, like I said, I wouldn't have it if it weren't for my son. But hey, um, 
I am also on Patreon. If you'd like to create, or if you'd like to create, I create it, you support it. If you'd like to support <laughs> me financially there, that would be fantastic. Minimal donations, but again, helps me out, helps the show out, helps us keep going. And if you want my free hypnosis guide or my hypnosis for confidence mp3 download hit the show notes and those links will both be there for you to grab those if you have not done so already and as usual um the most important thing is wherever you're listening please subscribe whether it be itunes spotify stitcher wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe and i would really appreciate a review that helps me out as well gives me more visibility helps me get more listeners which is kind of the goal here so yeah, I would appreciate that. Um, so yeah, it's time, Matt. That's how winning is done. All right, th- this is kind of a nice story. Um, and it, I, you, I need, what I need to do is I need to start rewriting these articles so I can tell them in the way I want to instead of having to skip around the page. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so there's a second grader in uh, where is he at? Pennsylvania, Conantville, Pennsylvania. He goes to Conant Valley Elementary School. It's beautiful this time of year. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I never I didn't even know what it's near, but uh so anyway, the, the this the second grader's name is Harrison Connor. And he has been battling leukemia since the pandemic started. Soon after the pandemic started, he was diagnosed. They noticed that he, you know, at school he was just kind of lethargic and and just kind of, you know, having some issues. Um got him checked out. They they, you know, unfortunately, long story short, they they determined he had leukemia. Um, so, so they were doing online school because of COVID anyway. So he was doing school from home, but they went back in person. So long story short, uh, when they returned in person class, he stayed at home doing remote schooling due to his, due to his medical condition. So his teacher, Barb Heim, she's been a teacher for 35 years at the school. She leaves class or leaves for the day leaves class every day, drives 20 minutes to his house to do a lesson with him to make sure he stays up to date, stays current with his homework and his assignments and helping him out. Um, she just felt like the, the online was just not enough for him. Right, so right. She, she leaves school every day, goes to his house, goes over all, all of the assignments and things with him, and then goes home. Um, wow. She, she just said... Um, uh, let me find her quote here. Um, it was a joy because I knew he wanted to learn. She said he couldn't wait. He was so excited and he'd have his days off if medicine was causing him not to feel up to it. Um, he always does his best. Um, so yeah, she would, um, that they noticed something was wrong right near the end of 2019. And Miss Heim, uh, just said she felt like she needed to do, to do more for him. Um, so yeah, she leaves school every day. I, and, and this is a shout out to teachers if you're out there too, because I, I, we have friends who are teachers and, uh, that's a tough, that's a tough go right now, especially with all the, all the pandemic stuff going on. Um, it's hard to connect with kids online and keep their attention and make sure they're doing the things they have to do. And, and uh, yeah, it's, Dave, it's Dave, there's, someone, 
Dave, there's somebody in the back area who is a high school teacher. Yeah, and, Jamie. And, yeah, Jamie has been dealing with this since March of 2020 and wow. the online piece and then trying to bring kids back into school and then the combination of the two of them. Uh-huh. They, they have gone through so much. And, and I hate to use the word pivot, but they've had to pivot in so many ways that they don't feel is might be the best for the individual teacher. So for this teacher to actually take that step and go yep. to the children, to the child's house who right. has leukemia, yeah, you know she's taking that extra step. So absolutely, wow, wow, wow. Kids are more stressed this year than ever. I mean, high school kids are always stressed. You get a, you right. get a you get, high school sucks. We you get know a, that. Yeah, you get a percentage of kids that uh, you know right. have a hard time. Uh, but th- th- this year is just exponentially. So hug your kids, hug your parents, uh, and, and give your teachers a break because they're doing everything they can for you. <laughs> absolutely, I. I one hundred percent second that. Um, yeah, and Thanks, I will Jerry. say, my, you know, my son's in his first year of college, and this has not been easy for him. He's he's um, you know he just finished his first year, and he's never been on campus yet. Um, so, well, aside from the, we did a um, like a orientation visit long before he, he got accepted there. But um, but yeah, it, it's it's tough. It's tough to it, because think about it, and and for all of, and I guess there's no good good solution for it. That's the issue. But um, it, it's hard to focus on school when, when you're in your home, which is usually your, your place to have fun and relax or play games or do whatever. It's just hard to make that switch when your environment doesn't change. Right. But yeah, to all you teachers out there and, uh, and to Barb Heim and to the first grader. Uh, second grader, right? Second, second grader. Second grader. Harrison Connor. Winners of the week for sure. That's how winning is done. All righty. So we are we are talking about dream interpretation, folks. We started part one last time. Uh, we hit is just a brief overview or review of the last episode. We talked about Freud and his approaches of the of the subconscious. Talked about Carl Jung and uh, Calvin Hall, which is who is an American psychologist, and his more practical view of of interpreting dreams or what dreams mean. And we hit on a couple of couple of ones. Uh, we talked about aliens, airports, losing your hair or teeth, uh, having an affair, playing sports. So if if, if you want to hear that the the uh, evaluation of those, you got to hop back an episode and and just jump in and then come right into this one, or just listen to it after this one. Either way. So next on our list, we talked about playing sports. Um, when you dream about someone, so and this happens, and and I can just we tell you, touched on that a little bit. We did touch on that a little bit. Yeah, when, with, and that one was more specifically having an affair with someone or, okay. or being okay. with someone okay. other than All your right. partner. But this is like I have had situations where I've dreamt about somebody that I, I honestly that I haven't thought about in thirty years. Like oh, okay. Maybe an an elementary school friend or a neighbor you used to live by, or somebody you you were you were an acquaintance with at work. That, that and and I this has happened. I've I've had this many times. I'll be like, well, where did they come from? I, I haven't even thought about this person in forever. As an Air Force brat, you know, moving around. Yes, like, yes. All of a sudden, you'll you, you'll have this dream about somebody. You're like, who the hell was that? Don't even remember their name. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and it, and it's weird because it just it seems like it just comes out of nowhere. Um, so this this is just in in most cases it's just random subconscious fragments just coming to the surface. Um, and and it could have something to do with the environment or the the uh, the situation you were in when you knew this person. So let's say that. You you had a, an acquaintance in in high school, and now it's thirty years later, and all of a sudden you're like, well, why did I dream of them? Well, maybe maybe you had a maybe you sat with them at lunch a couple of times, and something about lunch tripped that in your memory. It could be something as simple as that, or maybe you had them in science class, and you were watching Bill Nye online. You know, <laughs> right. Oh. It, it it could be something just just that that random that fragment that just pops up because. I mean, I can I can go back and I I certainly couldn't tell you names, but I could probably like see most of the kids that were in my sixth grade class when I was in elementary. I mean, just kind of like is not all of them, but a lot of them. Um, um, so yeah, th- that could simply be just just some random fragment that was reminded or that that you were reminded of from a situation you're in right now. So instead of a brain like a chicken, you have a brain like an elephant because you remember everything. That 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 could well not me per, in particular, yeah. That uh, yeah, I, I that that would not be for me. <laughs> Good for you. I in fact, my wife would would verify that too. So, Come on, Kendra, give us another about, true. Come on, yeah, Kendra. Well, she'll do it if she, she she might be at the taco truck already. Although I told her to wait for me, so we'll see. Um, if you if you die in your dream. Now, a lot of that, there's this whole this old wives' tale, and you've probably seen it in many movies. Oh, if you die in your dream, you die in the Matrix. You know that that whole theory. Um, it, it doesn't. It doesn't really. You're, you're, there's. It just doesn't happen. Um, you know, your subconscious is active. Nothing happens to you physiologically. I mean, you, you could have a you could have a, a, an increased heart rate and pulse while you're dreaming, based on what your mind is doing. But um, so. So if if you dream about death or you feel like you're dying in a dream, it, it doesn't it doesn't mean like you're you're afraid of dying. It just means that something might be coming to an end in your life. Like maybe maybe you have a job that's ending, or maybe you have um, a, a, a friendship that is that is done, or maybe you're done with a project. It just could mean the end of something. And symbolically in your mind, that's that's what your subconscious kind of conjures up to say, okay, this is the end of this. So it's well, not quite in, it's not quite inception. Yeah, it's not quite inception that uh well there's no limbo. You won't you won't end up in limbo if you if you die in the dream. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, I wish I, I don't have any I got to look for some more. I got to look for some more drops to play because that 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 would be a good one. One in there. I mean, if you're sleeping, you could have coffee keep you up. It makes me a mite nervous when I drink. Yeah, or that. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing I need to stock up on in the Motor City Hypnotist headquarters. Here is uh, some uh, beverages. This is uh, brown flavored water. Just gonna uh, throw yep. that out there. It's Absolutely. Yeah. On a on a side note, it's nice that it's. Well, I wish it would get a little bit nicer. Um, like spending time out on the deck and just having a, a little sip and a nice cigar and. Just uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Way off tangent. So you know, so am I. But you know what? It's 
it, it's going to happen. Just be patient. It'll happen. Yeah, well, yeah, well. don't don't yeah. push the subject. You know what? Dream, dream all you want. So, what is other, one of the other things that we're going to um, talk about? How about an out of, on the list? How about an out of control car that you're you're driving and your car is out of control? You can't you can't. I can go in so control. many different directions with. Uh huh. And again, in general, and and there's a there. I think it was. Uh, uh, one of one of the clinicians' name was Wallace, and he said, um, "It means maybe you're trapped in in a um, that you're trapped with this feeling that you don't have control over your road or where you're going in life. That you feel like you can't stay on track. That that you're not uh, going in the right direction. Um, and it really is really what with the, the in the out of control car. Really, just in the statement, it just feels like you're not in control of something." And that's that subconscious frustration coming out that you feel like you're not in control. Okay. So whether you're in drive, reverse, neutral, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Your your car is going this way and you're just along for the ride. So yeah, you yeah, you, you don't have control over the where the car is going. All right. And and, and that kind of goes along with and here's one I've had that this is another one I've I've had quite often is my my brakes don't work on my car. Like, you can't stop doing what yeah, you're doing. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, and, and it's never going fast. Here's the weird thing. And I, I really should have, have somebody who specializes. And I don't know that anybody ever specializes in dream interpretation. But the, the dream is always that I'm either like in a parked area where there are other cars or a very small space. And, I'm, and it's rolling super slow, but I can't. It won't stop. And eventually I bump something or run into something. That that's a common one. I have a lot. Okay. Yeah. So if I if, if I could try to break it down, yeah, yeah, analyze them, that. Bring it out. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to analyze it. I'm gonna do terribly at it. So if you're going <laughs> slow, if you're yeah. going slow, yeah. and you bump into something, does that mean that's the end of the line? And you need to make make a different decision subconsciously, so you don't lose control in the next dream, because dreams are connected. Whether oh, it's yeah. over and over again, but your dreams are connected. Right. So if you end up stopping, what's the next step in the dream? That's a good question because I don't know that it's ever gone beyond that point. Think or, about that. That I remember. That I that I remember. Okay. But, but I know it's always like the break. I get the break and it won't work. And I'm looking and I'm making and, and yeah, it's it's like I, and that's an interesting one. I'll have to think about that one for myself. Um, I'm just spitballing here because I was nowhere near a professional in any way, shape, or form when it comes to what you do. But when it comes analyzing dreams, nowhere near a professional. But in my mind, it's just like when you when if something is happening in your dream, and go back to that lucid dreaming episode that we did. Yep, it's taking control. What's the next step? Uh, Right, right. That's a good question. And 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 disclaimer for everyone: I am a therapist and a hypnotist, but but I do not, I don't specialize in dream interpretation. Now, I have talked to a lot of clients about their dreams, and a lot of times it is as simple as uh, Jung or Hall says: is that it's just it's just an expression of your subconscious playing out a scenario that you're dealing with right now. Um, Because a lot of lot of clients will will have dreams where they're. Well, and not to go back too far and go off on a serious tangent, but we just had a we just had a couple episodes on PTSD not too long ago, and a lot of times dreams come from that that post traumatic stress is in your subconscious, and you'll have dreams about reliving that situation over and over again, and that and that's not random because that that's something that's in 
this connects with the last the last couple of episodes we did about memory imprinting. Once that's imprinted on your memory and it's locked in your subconscious, you're apt to have those dreams because that's what what you're what's stuck in your subconscious. And, um, and that's the thing we're talking about. What does the dream mean? You know, right. where where could folks really kind of understand? Try to understand where they're going. Is it going to books? Going back to Freud? Going back to Jung? You know, where where could folks go to understand what they're dreaming about? Yeah, and, and and that's a tough one because there's no there's no one authority on that. Like I said, you can go to Freud and get his book, uh, but his is very much based in the psychoanalytic subconscious approach, where everything has to do with your id and and your super your ego and your mother and the Oedipus complex and and so and and again, Freud's Freud's whole notion is that. Your dream is an expression of your wants, of your desires. That's what his belief is. So, if, I mean, but if, but if, but you can gain insight. I, here's what I would suggest. I would suggest reading a little bit from everyone and just kind of making up your own theory on it, because that really is, honestly, that's what most people do. That write books on on dream interpretation. They just go on what's written. They go on people's reports and they kind of make their own theory. Kind of like what Stephen King does, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Make your own story. Make it up, you know. I don't listen to you no more. Uh, here's a common one. Falling. I think everybody's had a dream where they're falling. You know, you get that that pit, that feeling in the pit of your stomach, and it's like just like you're just dropping. Um, so this one, and again, there, there are differing, differing interpretations of this uh generally speaking it's it might make you think that you you're you're losing a grip on something or or that you're losing something in your life uh and that you need to hang on tighter it could mean that um it could also mean that you're you, you have a fear of falling away from something or falling out of something like a job or a career or or a relationship or or, or a friendship even so it could, could be something as, as as simple as either of those things. Um, it and it and it's yeah, it's it's just that I I think nobody likes that feeling of falling. It's it's just it, it's it's a little disconcerting when you wake up from that. But but it can be something very simple, like you're you're just probably feeling like you need to hold on to something. Or you might be losing something. And here's my thoughts on that: when you're falling, yeah. everyone tries to wake up before they actually hit bottom. Right. Right. Because that's where they think, you know, if you hit bottom, that's where you would end up passing away, like you're in the matrix or something. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which which, it just can't happen. Yeah. Um, So speaking of falling, let's flip that around one and say you're flying. If you're flying in your dream. um, That's my favorite dream. Honestly. Yeah, isn't it? That's that's one of mine, too. It's just and you'll see why, Um, because typically the interpretation of flying in a dream is usually a sign that you freed yourself from something frustrating or difficult. It's almost like you're free. I, I'm to quote the Beatles free as a bird. Um, you know, you, when you're flying, you feel like you've just gotten away and you're free from whatever was holding you back or holding you down. And that's feeling of liberation really is what that is. It, it's my favorite. It's my favorite way to dream because that's when uh-huh. you know you're in control because you made you made a subconscious decision to make a change, and that's why you are flying. So that's my favorite dream. Yeah, and and if you can ever get to yourself to lucid dream, and again look back at the episode for that quickly, 
without spending too much time on that. Lucid dreaming is when you're in a dream, but you know you're dreaming. And at that point, you can control the environment and what you're able to do in that dream. So if you ever find yourself in a lucid dream where you know you're dreaming, you can just fly. You can just say, I can do this because there's no limits here. Correct. Yeah, it's it's kind of like you're in the matrix. You know, the rules don't apply here. <laughs> well, some rules do. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here, here's a, here's a common one. And I, again, I left some of these more common ones to make sure we hit on them. Falling is one flying is one being somewhere naked. <laughs> this is a common dream for a lot of people. Um, you're speaking my language. Cause I just had the dream not too long ago and I remembered it and I'm sorry I did. <laughs> and, and, and actually, you know, that might not be dreaming for some people. <gasps> oh, great. Odin's Raven. So yeah, I think we've all had that dream where you were naked somewhere where you shouldn't be in a crowd at work, some other public place. And, and that there's always a relief when you wake up and you're like, Oh my gosh, thank goodness. That was a dream. Because you, you just have that feeling of just being vulnerable. And, that, and, and that's the word that comes to play when you, when you analyze that or when you, when you take a look at that. It's a feeling so Dave, of reality. Dave, you're, you're a movie guy, yes? Yes, absolutely. So I just watched the movie for, I can't tell you how many times, So I Married an Axe Murderer. Mike yes. Myers, Nancy yes. Tyler. And he meets uh, his girlfriend's best friend, Ralph. Uh-huh. which happens to be a woman and he goes running up to her in a towel and nothing else. And the towel falls off the look on Mike Myers face. He says, I'm naked. Aren't I? It just, it, <laughs> <laughs> it just cracks me up. because that's, that's part of that dream that you're having where you are just, you, you are to you're, you're a God's gift at that point in time. Aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, it always reminds me too of, of, <laughs> Of the Seinfeld episode, I was on the pool. I was on the pool. Yeah, George Costanza, my hero. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so so again, being naked in a dream, just you're having feelings of being exposed and vulnerable. Um, So you know, and that could be you know, maybe you're maybe who knows? Maybe you're you're afraid of your performance at work, or maybe that somebody's going to see that you're not doing something right. It's just, again, that feeling of vulnerability. It could be in relationships, could be professional, could be emotional, and that's how that expresses itself. And probably another one of the most common ones is being chased, being chased by someone, something, just being chased. Don't, just Very don't common. go upstairs. Just don't go upstairs, <laughs> all right? <laughs> so being chased, and again, this is really practical. It's, it's, there's an issue that you need to address in your life that you're not addressing. That, and again, you can take that in a Freudian way. You can take it Jungian. You can take it with Hall's approach. It doesn't matter. They, those always kind of, that one is a pretty safe one to say. You're, you're running away from something that needs to be addressed or that you're fearful of. Maybe you're fearful of, and I go back to the job thing. Maybe you're starting a new job and you're fearful. Maybe you, you know you have to make a, I don't know, maybe, maybe you have to make a change as far as your eating habits or, or, or maybe you need to stop a habit. And, and it's just that feeling of that, that you have to address it and you're running away from that issue. And again, as and, and as one of the uh, one of the analysts say, they, they said, 
the dream could be telling you it's time to face your fears and pursue what you've been putting aside. Yeah. So running that, that, that's a big one. And unable to speak. That's one too, where a lot of people in their dreams are unable to talk or unable to make sound. That's a fairly common. I'm going to go back to the matrix. I'll go back to the matrix. Yes. You know, he's like, what is the worth if you're not able, able to, to speak? Speak. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> Anderson. Mr. <laughs> so again, that one, again, you can take it from any of the views. It's pretty straightforward on that one. You're not able to express yourself the way you would like. And it manifests itself in your dreams that you're unable to talk at all. And, and that's a big one. If you find that one consistently or, 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 you know, in any frequency, it's probably that you have a hard time expressing yourself or you don't feel like you're being heard. That's another one too. Could not, the, the, the blame might not be on your side. It might be on somebody else's side where you just don't feel like you're being listened to. So that was, that was a quick rundown, wow. folks, of just some of the things as far as dream interpretation goes. So as Matt mentioned earlier, if you want to learn more about this, I would just do a, just do a Google search and you can find, you can find Freud's book, you can find Jung, uh, Carl Jung's writings on dreams and his interpretations, and there are probably hundreds of other sources out there that give their own interpretations. I think I saw on Google when I was doing some research today that one site has a hundred meanings of dreams. And and again, take these with a grain of salt because this, this is not like a professional analysis of your subconscious. It really is. A lot of it is anecdotal. A lot of it is situational. And a lot of it just relates to your subconscious being active and trying to tell you something. So honestly, as far as interpreting it, I really leave that up to you. You can do your own interpretation based on what you're feeling and what's going on in your own life. And a lot of these pieces you can put together yourself. So cool, folks. Thanks for joining us for Dream Interpretation. And, uh, you know, everybody sleep well. Yeah. Sleep well. Have good dreams. Dream of flying. That's the best one. He in the meantime, yeah. yeah, no, it's great. I love flying dreaming. In the meantime, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We will see you next time. 